about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. going to start a series um, and I call this create to last create to last and this is going to be a series for a while um, and uh, let me first put out a disclaimer I know some of you will be looking around like what, what, what is he saying uh, this message I had prepared for a while I was counseling a couple and I said to them I'm not preaching about you uh, because I have created, I've done this message. I'm a responsible pastor. I don't like doing messages on Saturdays. Also, so I said, this message has already been prepared, and I showed them, because what I was about to preach was relate, related to exactly what they were going through. Can anyone still see me? I'm, uh, uh, there, there, there's a panic going on right now. Uh, why is it that the first time we're now going live, uh, the whole stuff uh, has gone off? Should I still continue? Uh, yeah, then put, it, put me back online. Um, so, uh, I now said to them, I said, so I'm preaching this message because this is what God laid on my heart. We may be a bit dark in here because something's just switched off and the lights. So if you're watching us online, just relax. It will be fine. Just listen to my voice and you'll be okay. Um, and so we, we continued with this and we, uh, I said to them, just relax because I'm not preaching about you. Likewise, also, I had a bit of an uh, angry tiff with the men online yesterday night. I'm not preaching about you. Don't forget it. I'm preaching the pure word of God. So I had to throw this disclaimer out um, and so that we will know that this is what God has laid on our hearts. Luke chapter 6 and verse 46 to 49. I'm using the New King James Version for this. Luke chapter 6. And verse 46 to 49, because we have been speaking about faith, I wanted to tag along with that and talk about what God wants us to do um, as a church and as a person. Luke chapter 6 and verse 46, it says, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house. Listen to me. Whosoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. This is Jesus talking. He says he is like a man building a house who dug deep, laid the foundation on the rock, and when the flood arose and the streams and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard 
and did nothing is like a man who builds a house on the earth without foundation. Another version says, a man who builds on sand, against which the stream beats vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruins of that house was great. Chapter 6 now ended. Let me give you another scripture, and then we'll be able to merge it together. Psalm 127 is a familiar scripture that everybody seems to know. Psalm 127 and verse 1. It says, Except the Lord build the house. Underline this. He says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord Keep the city. The watchman waketh but in vain. Isaiah 58 verse 12. Let me read another version of Psalm 127. Let me read another version. It says, the, the BBE says, it says, If the Lord is not helping the builders, ah, then the building is a house to no purpose. You've got to screenshot that. Take a photograph of that because this will help you. It says, if the Lord does not keep the town, the watchman keeps his watch for nothing. Let me give you the contemporary English version. It says, without the help of the Lord, it is useless to build a home or to guard a city. You can hear the word build, 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 build. Isaiah 58 and verse 12, it says, you, you, somebody can say, I, I will rebuild those houses. It says, you will rebuild those houses left in ruins for years. And you will be known as a builder. I want you to know that. A builder and a repairer of city walls and streets. You will be known as a builder. Now listen to me carefully. The, the primary call of every human being and Christian is to be a builder. Your primary call is to be a builder. The first thing that introduces us to God in the Bible was that he was a builder. God was a builder. He was what I call a creator. Uh, when he now wanted to introduce man in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 27, listen to what he says. He says, then God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female he created them so god created us in his image but when we look at god in the scripture the first thing we're introduced about what god does is that god is a creator he is a creator god is a builder he is a creator so listen to me ladies and gentlemen in church and online we are creators because we are made in the image of god and after his likeness 
So when God created us in our image, he created us male and female, and then he says that everyone in this world that he created is creative. Everyone is creative. Listen to me. Creativity is hardwired into our DNA. All of us were made to be creative people. Every man, listen, every woman, every child is creative. When we create things, it pleases God. Because God sees us reflecting his image. You've got to look at this introduction carefully. He, he sees us imaging him to the rest of the world and God sees his image shine through us when we are builders or creators. If you are creating nothing, you are not reflecting the image and the likeness of God. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? Observe a little child. There are two things you see with a little child. The first thing you see is the child, if it's a man, is always, or a boy, is having something like Legos and starts building. If it's a girl, she goes into what is called an imaginary kitchen and she starts cooking, you understand? Or, so, so I'm safe online, you can see also the boy cooking too. And you can also see the girl using Legos to build kitchens and houses. Yeah. Uh, uh, before somebody starts throwing stuff to me, why, why is it that they're always putting women in a kitchen? No, I'm not doing that. I am not, I am not doing that. I'm just saying that according to how I grew up, and even right now with my daughter, she loves the kitchen thing. I just don't know why it happens like that. God must see things that we don't see. That doesn't mean that the woman's place is in the kitchen. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, women also are builders now. They can build stuff. God bless you all. I hope we're safe now. I'm going to use my mom as an example. Now I'm safe. You can't throw stuff at me now. I'm safe right now. When my mom brings raw vegetables and mixes it in with some con condiments and she makes a meal she's creating. Actually, yeah, that, that's a bit far-fetched because I still have some problems with my mom. Let me go to my wife. You understand? Yesterday, around 9 o'clock in the evening, I smelled something in the kitchen from where I was watching something on Netflix. And something bigger than what I was watching on Netflix, or Netflix, I know it's Netflix, uh, uh, something greater than the film pulled me. I know I'm supposed to not eat anything after 8 o'clock, but then something bigger pulled me. I moved in a militant way towards the kitchen. I opened the door of the kitchen and woof, something came to me. Every discipline left while something came in. I don't know if it was a spirit of cooking, but we had a tussle. After a while, I gave in. I found some chicken that shot wrapped ah, with some nice condiment. It was smelling like no man's business. And I said, let me just test your cooking. And then the testing became a full-blown meal. I'm not sure how I fell from grace, but I ate the thing. Why? Because she was created. Eight o'clock, nothing was smelling. By nine o'clock, my goodness, 
surely goodness and mercy started following me. So I said, okay, I will not eat enough, enough, enough today. But that depends on what also comes from the kitchen. And what she did, I can't do. It's not because of a male misogynistic thing. It's that I can't create what she creates. Because in her own world, she is a creator. She can take things that are minimal, that I will throw away, that is not useful, and she can turn it into a full-blown meal. What is useless to me is useful to her because she is a creator. Likewise, what I can do and what she ignores is what I adore. Because in my own right, I am a creator. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me. When a writer assembles letters into sentences and sentences into paragraphs and paragraphs into books, she is reflecting the image of God. Uh, when a songwriter pens some stuff together and then it becomes a number one uh, on, on, on iTunes, she or he is creating. When someone is molding a child and brings them up from zero to hero, they are creating. Parenting is creating. When someone is pastoring a church or mentoring a people, you are shaping life. You are creating stuff. Are you following me? When a bassist picks up the bass and starts to walk himself around the bass, he is creating music. Meaning on the inside of everyone, there is the creative aspect that God has placed on the inside of us and is commanding all of us, whether online or church, to become builders. You have to be a creator. You have to be a creator. We alone are made in the image of God. And God has given us the glorious task of representing him on the earth. Of showing the world what God is really like. Of showing the watching world that our God is a creative master. Who loves to bring beauty out of chaos. I want you to, if you don't listen to anything today, I want you to uh, start to say to yourself, I am a creator. I am a creator. I'm a creator. I'm a creator. Start to say to yourself, I can create stuff. Because on the inside of you, God is able to create greatness. Most people need to understand that many people get saved expecting someone to build them up. And so they never transition into becoming a responsible builder. Many people are sitting on their parents' coats and what their parents have built. And many people are not builders. They're not builders. They're not creators. They're not people who are getting up and who are doing stuff. And so the problem today is that many children... Many adults, they are walking into church, becoming Christians, and abdicate the responsibility of becoming champions in the world. God didn't say because we're Christians, we cannot be on the top of our trade. God has called us to create things that will last. However, this is where the whole meat of my message is going. The problem I want to address 
over the next few weeks is twofold. One is that we need to get back to building and creating. And the second, which is most important, is how do we build and create to last? God wants us to create stuff. God wants us to build stuff. Some of us are creating stuff. Some of us are building stuff. But we are building on sand instead of on the rock. And this is the thing that we need to deal with, especially during this period where the coronavirus has hit us so much that people have stayed at home that the area of responsibility and mentorship has suddenly disappeared for a while. People have started to do things that they think they should. And remember, the Bible made this very clear. It says there was a day in the land of Egypt where the word of prophecy was rare. While you're at home, while we're not seeing each other, while you're doing what you, you're doing, what exactly are you building? And how are you building? If we're going to create anything, maybe it's a marriage, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a career, maybe it's a legacy. Whatever we want to do right now, we have to follow some certain things that will help us build on the rock and not on a sand. And the first thing, and I'm going to deal with one and leave it for today, is if you're going to create anything to last, listen to the word, create to last. That means you can create, but it may not last. So I'm talking about the create to last. I'm not talking about those who create things. You can build. But the problem is the last. That's what I need to deal with. Because I know I've been pastor in worship tabernacle for quite a while. And I know I've seen people who, when I started pastor in worship tabernacle, probably were five, were six, were seven. Probably some were eight or ten or something like that. Many of them have walked into their 30s right now. And I said, at the end of this decade, you would have walked into your 40s. This is the time where many of us need to take a step back and start to say, what am I building and how long what I'm building is going to last? What am I building with my children? What am I building with my life? What am I building with my family? What am I building with God? What exactly am I building and how long is this going to last? And if you are going to build the way God wants you to build, number one, you've got to recognize, number one, write it down, recognize the master builder. Recognize the master builder. Let me read some certain things to you so it will help you. Many are building a life without the consent of God. Many are building a career, you're building a relationship, you're building a fellowship of friends that can destroy you. You're going to the wrong church. You're setting up the wrong marriage ideologies that is contrary to God. This I call sand builders. Many are building a life that has nothing to do with God. They're sand builders. Many of you, I know this, this could be a bit of a controversy, 
But this is the truth. Because any, any, any word of God that sued you is not a word that is a two-edged sword that needs to break through your soul. Many of you are building relationships that you have no business building. Many of you are loving someone else's husband and loving someone else's wife. Many of you are saying that there's nothing I can do about it. I, I just fall hopelessly in love. No, you fall stupidly in love with somebody that you're building on a sand and it is going to crash down. It's not a curse, it's a reality. If you are responsible for breaking up someone else's marriage, stop asking for God to breathe over yours. No fasting and praying can help you. You're building on sand. You're chasing after what somebody else had to build on a rock. And you know what? God will have... I don't know why I'm saying this. But, but, but God will have mercy on the rock builder. Because the rock builder followed the word of God. If they follow the word of God, why did that person cheat on them? That has nothing to do with God. Because God will still honor his word in that person's life. Guys, you think your life is all surrounded by how many women that are attracted to you. That's a sand builder. You think it's your weave that got the man. Another person's weave will get the man off your hands. That's a sand builder. Many of you are setting up your life without the concept of God. Get pregnant anyhow. Impregnate women anyhow. And you're building your life without God and you have what is called wrong ideologies about God. Many are even getting married and they're getting married just to have an Instagram wedding. Just to show everyone I got it. Just to dance down the aisle. Just to dance. Just to wear some clothes. But their ideologies of marriage is not steeped in God. When it comes to submit to one another, a woman submit to a man, that has nothing to do with me. It's out. The ideology is out. You know you're not going to submit to that man. You know you're looking at him as a fool. But you may just want his spam. And have a child and that's the end of the show. I'm telling you what is going on right now. And I'm going to say it raw as it is. But you don't realize that even though you get all that, you're building on the sand. You know you're coming into the wedding knowing clearly that all men are dogs. But you're going to have a child who is a man. So you gave birth to a dog. Many of you have, have got friends around you that are about to kill you. Because they are sand builders, not rock builders. That's why you're no more friends to the person who is telling you the truth because that person is a rock builder but the ones you are following are sand builders. And sand builders are really love to follow because it's quick, it's fast, it's furious and it's big. Many people have shut out God from their lives. It is so amazing during this lockdown how many people don't have the fear of God anymore in their lives. I love what the church is all about. I love coming to church. You have no idea how that has brought a semblance of discipline into our lives. At least we monitor each other. But since March, if I want to look into your lives, Kandobohosha, 
If I want to look into your life, if you want to do an assessment of your life, how far have you gone from God? And what exactly are you building? Many people have shut God out of their life, but merely acknowledge his existence. Even though the person believes in God, they live their life as if God doesn't exist. They believe in God, but they still do whatever they want. The first step, listen to me, of building is to put God first. That's the first step. The first step of building is to put God first. Everything that begins with God is destined to succeed. It may go through trials, but it will succeed. Nothing that starts out wrong will ever end right if you don't involve God. You cannot take God out of the equation, listen to me someone, and expect him to be a factor in your life. You did what you did, ignoring God, and then you're now asking God to bless the mess. Abraham went and produced an Ishmael. God still didn't bless the mess. He says, I'm going to take care of the child because God is a loving God. But he says, my covenant is still going to be with Isaac. And we can see the kind of mess that I was produced. David went into Bathsheba without God. And they produced a child that was not of God. It was only until he involved God the second time around that he produced his Solomon. But let me say this to you, because everybody quotes that. You need to understand the consequences of what happened in the life of David. His children slept with each other. Absalom nearly killed him and was determined to kill his father. And then Absalom slept with all his wife in front of the whole of Israel. Pornography didn't start in the 20th century. Pornography started with probably Absalom. The Bible didn't say he slept in the sick. He said he slept with the wives in front of the whole of Israel, defying his father. We're talking about building to last. Samson, he had strength, but didn't have the life of God on the inside of him. Though he was gifted and he was building something, it didn't last. Solomon, the wisest and richest man that lived, created things that are beyond our imagination, but they didn't last. You've got to involve the master builder. Listen to this, you can write it down. Life and the world opens up to a man who puts God first. Life and the world opens up to a man or a woman who puts God first. Matthew 6.33, listen to what it says. It says, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and the character of God and all these things will be given to you. He says you need to do the way, things the way God wants you to do it. 
Not that I can shack up with the man and then come and ask God for forgiveness. You're living that life continuously. And then you're saying, God, please forgive me. Have mercy. And then we pray for mercy. And you say, God, let goodness and mercy follow you. He's not following you because you're not following the person that saying goodness and mercy should follow. This is hard. This is when I won't get much likes on, the, on, on YouTube right now. This is when somebody will say the gospel is so, uh, is, is so harsh. It's not harsh. It's the truth. Because lies have gone on for so long doesn't mean it now becomes the truth. Life and the world opens up to a man who puts God's first. Number one B. Except you build God's way, you will labor and toil. Except you build God's way, you will labor and toil. To build without God is to labor in vain. Many of you are working really hard. But their labor is in vain. To build without God puts us at odds with God and God is no longer in our corner. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, listen to what it says. It says God is able to do far more than we would ever dare. So why haven't we involved Jesus in our lives? Why has Jesus not taken the center stage of our life when he said God, God, the Godhead, God, Jesus, the Holy they are able to do far more than we could ever dare ask or even dream. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, our desires, our thoughts, our, our hopes. That's the promise that he made. Listen to me. Let me calm down a bit. Because this is tragic. The Bible is full of people who have created things and built things that never last. If you read the top part of Psalm 127, you could see that it was written as a song, if you check the King James Version, or New King James Version, on top, before you read Psalm 127, it says, a song of decree to Solomon. So David, or the writer, was speaking to Solomon. And let's go back to Psalm 127. And let's look at what he was saying. So listen to me. He says, a song and a decree. He says, let's use the, uh, the, 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 new, the new King James or, or the first one. He says, he says, accept the Lord. So, so listen to David looking to Solomon and saying, Solomon, you will be rich. You will be powerful. You will have longevity because God promised me that there will be nobody in my lineage that will not sit on the throne. He says, but listen, son. You know when your parents are looking at you and saying, listen to me. Because except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Meaning you can build it, but you will labor. And except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman, wicked, but in vain. He was talking to Solomon. He knew that the greatness of Solomon may not last a generation if he doesn't build with God. Guess what happens? His son Rehoboam did not continue the legacy of his grandfather David because he truncated a whole ten tribes of Israel 
because he went to build on sand. How did he build on sand? He left the wise men and asked sand builders. What do you think I should do about this question? He left the adults, the older generation, who had been there with his father and advising him, I think you should tone it down on these taxes. He now went to ask his homies who have not built anything. And his homie says, you better have a child with this man because you never, you're, you're, you're hitting 35 now. His homie says, I, 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 I think you should falsify this. So you better get what you need to get now because you never know what is happening. Your homies are calling you when you're supposed to be in church. You're, 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 you're watching a film on Netflix when service is going on. And your homies are texting you, oh, have you watched this? Is this a, your, your WhatsApp is blowing up and you're getting your advice from there and you're losing 10 cities at the same time. You're losing life, you're losing money, you're losing longevity, you're losing the blessing. And Rehoboam lost many tribes just because he went to ask some builders. This is the, this is the, this, this is the test in my life. If any time I'm faced with an issue and I refuse to ask somebody who will tell me the truth, I know I'm lying to myself. I know who I will ask that will say, ride on. I mean, yeah, 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 I think you should do. But I know who would ask, who will look at me and say, are you sure? Are you sure this is following the Bible? Are you sure? Rehoboam didn't last. Uzziah, who was a long generation of David, in the book of Second Chronicles 26, was one of the best kings of Israel, but did not create to last as he left behind God when he became strong. The Bible says in 26.16, it says, but when Uzziah became strong, and listen to me, keep that scripture st steady there. And let me say this to somebody. This is not part of my sermon, but let me say this to you. Some of you are strong now, so you're sitting at home. The church is not relevant to you anymore. You know why? You found the girl or the man in church, this, this same church or any church. You didn't find them virtually online. There was no online service that by the online service you saw the person through your spiritual eyes on the online service on their own uh, uh, tablet somewhere else. No, 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 no. no. There was a congregation who came together. There was a shaping of your lives and then God brought you together. Then you bought your property. Then you had your children. Then you're strong. So when they now say to you who God blessed you here to be in church, the church is not relevant to you anymore because you're sorted. You became strong and then you're proud. And then you now throw emails or you throw assertions why you think we are stupid opening up the church. Because at the moment, it's not relevant to you. Pastor's not relevant to you. I'm not. L listen to me. <laughs> Somebody wrote this to me and it blessed me. He says, and this will bless you too, people are not loyal to you. They are only loyal to the need of you. 
once the need is not there, so the loyalty is not there. Let me repeat myself. So that if I have only 10 more people in church, we'll build from 10. People are not loyal to you. They're only loyal to the need of you. When the need is not there, so their loyalty is not there. This man, Uzziah, was the strongest, powerful king. And the Bible says, if you read the penultimate verses, it says, as long as he sought the Lord, God, and, and the prophet Zechariah, God prospered him. When he became big, Zechariah was, was, was not, was surplus to requirement. And the Bible says he was proud of himself in his accomplishment. Many of you are proud in your accomplishment. You now look down on where God had built you up. This is not in my message. It just dropped right now. I'm not asking you to come to church. Sit down. In fact, the less of you that are in church makes things go quicker because I'll leave church and go straight home. Have, have, do you want to, let, let, me, let, me, let me be honest with you. Do you know how good it was for a while coming to church, see five, six people, preach the message, get into my car, quick, quick, I'm at home. I have never sat down to have lunch at 2.30 in my entire life except during this lockdown. I'm not here because to waste time. I'm here because there's a call that some of you have retired at 35 and you want to live till 80. You've retired from God at that age. Church is not part of your stuff at 35, at 40. You have no idea that what you're creating at home will not last except you continually Make God your master builder. Put that scripture up. Let them, see, let them see it again. He says he became so proud that he acted corruptly. And he was unfaithful and sinned against the Lord. What? His God. For he went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. He told the priest, you're not relevant anymore. Listen to me. The writer in Psalm 127 says, unless God is behind it, then it's all in vain. I've got five minutes. I need to get this through. Whatever you're building, ultimately, is all pointless and futile if it is not God. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 4, listen to what he says. He says, of course, every house is built. Listen to me. Of course, every house is built. Every career is built. Every relationship is built. Every child is built. Every home is built and furnished by someone. But the builder of all things and the furnisher of the entire equipment of all things is God. Let me, let me give you this. So the Bible says, except the Lord builds the house, those who labor, they labor what? In vain. Why is it futile? Why is it fruitless? Why is it pointless to build without God? Let me give you three things and then I close. Firstly, listen to me, you might never finish the building. All that works, and for one reason or another, outside of your control, you may not see it to the end. So the first thing why it is fruitless building without God is that you may not finish it. 
Let me give you number two. Why he said that. Secondly, is that you might finish something, but then it doesn't last. Let me give you a good example. Annoyance. I've got a patch in front of my house. And somehow the weeds seem to be able to get through the stones, through the paving. And every time I put some weed killers on it, I spend some time removing it, and in the next two, two months, they come up again. I finished it, but it did not what? Last. It was pointless. Now, I want to talk to some men in the house. Let me, let me read some certain people who built and didn't last. Let me tell you how all that you're doing may not last. And it may be undone. What is pointless and foolish? In 2012, in 2012, Brazilian mining and refining magnate, Ake Batista, was worth an estimated $35 billion and was the seventh richest man in the world. However, in 2013, his oil company, OGX, took a nosedive into bankruptcy. Just one year. That resulted in the largest corporate default in the history of Latin America. His empire collapsed around him. He was sentenced to 30 years in prison in July 2018. Built. Finished. But didn't last. German industrialists. I, I think I threw these names to the guys upstairs so that you can get their names. Adolf Merkel. He took over his family's company. And within a decade... He turned the 100 worker firm into over 120 companies. 100 workers and then turned it into 120 companies. And he employed 100,000 people. His massive success earned him 9 billion fortune and made him one of the richest men in the world. But then his company lost $6 billion in 2008 financial crisis and he made a series of risky investments and that lost him hundreds of millions more. Merkel took his own life in 2009. His family said he was racked by or reeked with a sense of powerlessness over his situation. You want to make money? Visit me. Bernie Madoff. How many people know about him? He was an investment advisor, a financier, a former non-executive chairman of the Nasdaq stock market. He was once worth $126 million and handled the investment account of 4,800 wealthy clients. It all fell apart in 2008 when Madoff admitted to his son that his business was one big lie and that he had been running a six billion fraud for decades. His sons turned him in. His sons that he was building the legacy before turned him in. And Madoff was booked for running the largest Ponzi scheme in history. He was sentenced to 150 years in prison. Go and check it on Netflix. It will help you. For 11 fel felonies. In case the women are sitting cool and calm. Let's talk about you too. Patch Pa Patricia Kluge she was once married just in case you want to marry a rich man listen to this story she was once married to one, once to the richest man in the world John Kluge he who had a personal wealth of 5 billion in 1990 she divorced him and invested a great deal of her high profile divorce settlement money into her own vineyard 
However, when the house in market crashed, she lost it all and even had to sell her jewelry and pieces of art at auction. No, 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 no. Women don't sit cool. Let me give you another one. Elizabeth Holmes. You should know her. She was an American inventor and entrepreneur. There's a film about her on Netflix. Became the youngest self-made female billionaire in 2015. After her healthcare technology, Theranos reached 9 billion in valuation and made a hefty profit. Holmes became an instant celebrity in her name and her name was on the Times 100 most influential people of 2015. You want to build on science. You will be famous. You build. The Bible says how big was the crash? 2015. But her time as a billionaire was cut short as federal investigations loomed over her company with allegations of potentially misleading its investor about their new innovative blood testing technology. Following these allegations, her credibility and personal wealth both took a serious hit. Forbes devalued her, 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 her personal wealth to zero and fortune titled Holmes as one of the world's most disappointing leaders. You want to build on a sand. Quick husband, quick wife, quick business, quick money. And sometimes you're looking at rock builders and you're saying they're stupid. You do not realize that many who are more intelligent than us have gone before us and have crashed. And Jesus says, you have to listen to my word for you to build on the rock so it will last. Men and women, keep building without God. Sit there and ignore the, the, the promptings of God and you will soon find out that people will celebrate you. But the same people who celebrated you is the same people that will, that will demote you. The, they put her on the Times 100 most influential people in 2015. The same people called her the world's, world's most disappointing leader. Was that two I gave you? That's two. Number three, why it's pointless building without God? Perhaps sometimes you finish it, you last it, maybe you finished it, and it lasts. Get ready for this. Maybe you finished it, and it did last, but you didn't. <laughs> I've I, I got to rephrase this <laughs> because I can't use you. Many people finished it. Many people found it last, but they even died before they could enjoy it. The marriage didn't survive it. The business didn't survive it. They committed suicide. Did we not hear about Alexander McQueen? He built, it did last, but he didn't enjoy it. The lesson here, as I close, I'm way over my time today, is that you may be able to build it, but you can't defend it. Unless the Lord watches the city, the watchman guards in vain. You may build it, but you can't defend it. It's pointless to go through life ignoring the one who designed you to include him. 
You may build it, but you may not be able to defend it. Everyone knows that beauty does not keep a husband. And six-pack does not preserve a wife. Everybody knows that they can say Hosanna today to the same Jesus, if they can say that to him, and crucify him tomorrow. But you know why Jesus lasts? is because Jesus didn't need to defend what he was building because he built it in the God who doesn't sleep or slumber. Allow Jesus Christ and his word to frame your priorities, frame your perception, and frame your reaction to life situation. If wherever you are in church or at home, and you're building without the fear and the wisdom of God, you will build it, but you may not be able to defend it. You may build it, and it may not last. You may build it, and it can last, but you may not enjoy it. That's why you have to recognize that if you're going to build a house, build it with God. And remember, if it's on a rock, it will take more time. Let everybody else be enjoying themselves. Stay with the master builder. And what you build will last forever. Amen. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.